guys can go ahead and grab a seat um, and we'll get started. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Um, welcome to the first day of 2017. Uh, as you know, as a church, we are currently in the book of Matthew, um, but we are kind of taking a break from our regular series uh, to start off 2017 uh, with a new sort of mini-series that we're calling Pray, Give, Go. Uh, And the the heart behind this series, which may become a a tradition for our church, uh, is to kind of finish the year um, being grateful for what God has done uh, in the year that just ended, uh, but really looking forward into the next year and dreaming about what lies ahead. And so we want to use these thoughts, uh, pray, give, and go, to kind of frame our trajectory into 2017. And these are just really simply three actions that we're called to take as disciples of Jesus. And so next week, we're going to talk about um, giving, what it means to um, give of your time, talent, and resources, uh, what giving has looked like in its different forms in the three months that we've uh, officially been gathering as a church, uh, and really what uh, we're hoping giving will look like as we move into the new year uh, and recognizing that we all have something to give. We, all, we don't all have the same gifts or the same things to give, but we all have something to give. Uh, the week after that, uh, we're going to share some opportunities to go into the nations on River's Edge trips in 2017. Uh, Again, recognizing that all of us are uh, sent ones, we're all missionaries, we're all called to go, according to the Great Commission, into the nations and make disciples of Jesus, to live out our faith, to share the good news of Jesus, Uh, and most of that happens uh, day in and day out in our schools, in our families, uh, in our neighborhoods, in, in our workplaces, all of that. that That's the main avenue for being a missionary. Uh, but we also have some cool opportunities to uh, go overseas and uh, do similar work uh, abroad. And so we're really excited to share some of those opportunities with you in week three. Uh, but before we get to any of that, before we get to giving uh, and going, we really want to start this series and really start 2017 uh, with prayer. And we believe that that's really important, and and this is why. Um, The mission statement for our church is that um, we are a family of missionary disciples who live to see God's kingdom come, or God's will be done, uh, in Spokane as it is in heaven. And really, for the sake of this series and our big picture activities, uh, it's really um, on earth as it is in heaven, which of course is how Jesus taught us to pray. Uh, And so in September, when we officially launched the church, we talked in depth about the identity statements. What does it mean to be a family? Uh, What does it mean to be missionaries? And what does it mean to be disciples? of Jesus. Uh, And then we talked a little bit about um, how we live out those identities day in and day out and the role that missional communities play as a tool in helping us live out those identities. And so we kind of focused on all of that stuff uh, a few months ago, uh, but we didn't really talk much about this last part, which is actually seeing God's kingdom come and his will be done. And that's, that's 
bigger than just identity statements. That's about the global inbreaking kingdom of God, light coming into the darkness. And so as a church, uh, as we look into 2017, we can say very clearly, we want to see God's will done. Uh, on earth and in Spokane as it is in heaven. We want to see um, those who are hungry uh, be fed. And we want to see the lost find salvation. And we want to see the hopeless find hope. We want to see the lonely placed in families and the refugees and orphans find a place in their community and know the love of God. Uh, We want to see captives set free from addiction to drugs and technology and self-sufficiency and you name it. Uh, We want to see people come alive to their vocations and their wiring and their gifting as followers of Jesus for the glory of God. We want to see a complete reworking of the human project by the power of the Holy Spirit. So the easiest way to sum that up is that we want to see a move of God in Spokane and in the nations. And even more than that, we want to participate in a move of God in Spokane and in the nations. And the very best way that we can do that, ground zero in seeing God's kingdom come, is prayer. Prayer is the first and primary way that we partner with God in seeing his kingdom come. And so there's going to be um, action, and and we'll talk about that as we get into the series. Um, But before we take action, And really, after we take action, and even during those actions, um, there's prayer. So before before we take a step, we really want to to pray uh, for God's involvement in that, and and pray uh, for what God wants for His kingdom to come and His will to be done in 2017 in Spokane and in the nations. Uh, Because there's no move of God without God. So we start with prayer. Uh, Or said another way, the scriptures say this. They say, um, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. And and church planting is like building a house. And and kingdom advancing is like building a house. And so what prayer does is it moves the hand of the ultimate builder which is our goal. Without him, all of our efforts and all of our actions are ultimately useless. And so we pray. And as we pray, we use simple, honest, straightforward language. Uh, We're honest in sharing our hopes and our dreams and even our fears and disappointments. And so we come to God with gratitude and praise for everything that's happened, recognizing the the all-surpassing goodness and sovereignty of God and believing in faith that 2017 is going to be different because of the prayers that we're going to pray tonight. And so we're going to pray for God's kingdom to come in three movements tonight. Uh, We're going to pray for the global church. Uh, We're going to pray for the local church in Spokane. Uh, And then we're going to pray for us, which is just one another and the people who are here tonight. And so, um, Tracy, why don't you go ahead and get us started uh, and we'll pray for the global church. This uh, past year has been a pretty uh, eye-opening year for me. Um, It was about 15 months ago that God began to stir in my heart kind of the, what it looks like to see his church 
being grown and established in the nations all over the place. And um, I love the fact that who we are at River's Edge is a family of missionary disciples. Because at the heart of what we believe here at River's Edge is that not only are we family here together, but we're on a mission. And we're on a mission in the places that God has placed us locally and the places that God will place us globally. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about the global church. Um, it's interesting, Paul, his whole focus of his missions was to go out to the Gentiles. In fact, most of his entire ministry was a ministry to the nations, to the people out from who he was as a Jewish person. It was an essential part of the mission that Jesus initially gave the church in Matthew 28, that we would be people who would be called to go and make disciples of all nations. That's those who are out, those who are beyond what we can see. Because God's plan of redemption belongs to not just us here today, not just those of us in Spokane, but all of humanity, all of his creation. That is who he sent his son for, that whoever would believe in Jesus would have eternal life. And one of the things that has been so important to me are the two kind of uh, organizations that we've come alongside here at River's Edge to go out to support what God is doing in the other nations. Um, the first one is Hear the Cry. And there's a passage in Proverbs uh, 21 that talks about those who do not hear the cry of the poor will be doomed to live kind of a life of uh, not non-abundance. And hearing the cry means that we look beyond what we have. We look beyond the things that are our own circumstances, and we hear the people who are in need. Um, we hear the people who are in need, maybe even a few blocks away, maybe even next door, but certainly out in the nations. Um, we've come alongside another organization called Regions Beyond. And Regions Beyond, the, the, the name of the organization, it's really a, it's really a family of churches internationally. Um, it's based on a, a verse from 2 Corinthians 10, 15, which says, Our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our sphere of activity among you will greatly expand so that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. And so we're coming alongside as a, as a church family here at River's Edge and beginning to support in praying and in giving and in going some of the things that are going on throughout the world. And you're going to see a few pictures here in a moment of some of the things that some of the places where, where you guys are touching as a church body. You're, you're being prayed for and praying into church families that are growing in places like the Philippines and church families that are growing on the African continent and church families that are growing all over the world. Some places that we won't even be able to tell you where they are because it's uh, illegal to have churches established there. But there are churches that are being established today in 2017 in countries that if they were, if they were knowing right now that those churches were being established, they'd be, they'd be executed. 
So we're going to have an opportunity to come alongside that because we're working together here at River's Edge with God's church throughout the world. And one of the things that we want to make sure that we are all looking at and thinking about is that we are called to develop a passion for Christ's glory to be seen around the world. So what we see as the glory of God here in Spokane, we want that to be the passion for um, that you guys have for the rest of the world. And so what we're going to do in a moment is pray about how can we be a part of that? What can we do to be a part of that bringing God's glory to the nations? And uh, Matt started to touch a little bit on uh, the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6. So in Matthew chapter 6, which we're going to go into in greater detail um, a few weeks from now, um, Jesus said, when, when you pray, pray, our, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, like Matt just talked about, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, throughout, throughout the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, or forgive us our debts, as we forgive those who, who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, right? For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. You guys have probably heard that when you're growing up before. When we pray, when we have an opportunity to pray here in a moment. We're going to gather in little small groups and we're going to actually pray for some of these church families as we pray for the global church. I want us to pray in this way. I want us to pray for provision for those churches. We, we're seeing God's kingdom come right now. We're seeing God's kingdom come here in Spokane. We're seeing God's kingdom come in the Philippines. We're seeing God's kingdom come in Lesotho, in South Africa, in Nicaragua, in Uganda. Places that, that we're touching as a church family all over the world. But one of the things that we don't have to pray for as much as some of the rest of the world is provision. We live in a really affluent society. We generally don't worry about what we're going to eat on a daily basis. And I have friends around the world who when they give thanks for a bowl of rice, they're giving God thanks because he fed them that day. Because that may be the food that they get for that entire day or for two days or for three days. So when we're praying for provision, we're praying that God would provide what they need, that God would give them their daily bread. Right? The second thing we want to pray for is we want to pray for protection. Because the church is being persecuted around the world. It's being persecuted in ways that we don't fathom here in the United States. Yes, we see on the news that it's difficult to be a Christian these days and you can't, you know, pray in school and all that. We're not being forced at the point of gunpoint to deny our faith. Our faith. We're not being. Um, we're not being led by 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 the sword to deny Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And there are places around the world that they're, they're, that is happening today. That they have to hide in the secrecy of a basement, or they have to hide in places where people won't see them to worship the Lord. So we want to pray for provision, and we want to pray for protection. And specifically protection over the work that the Lord is doing within these church families. And the, the third thing that I would ask us to pray for is pray for growth. 
Pray that God's kingdom would come in their churches, in their communities, in the places where God is touching because of what they're doing in that community. When, when my son Coulter and I were in the Philippines in September, we had an opportunity to go into this area of, uh, outside of Manila called Bulacan. And it's, a, it's an area that um, it, it's, it's pretty poor in terms of, um, in terms of economic ability to live. A lot of places don't have any kind of, they don't have running water, they have open sewer, they have, um, a lot of them don't have electricity. Many places do, but some don't. And so, um, one of the things we found was God's kingdom was coming because of the good news that people were seeing in other people's lives. So we want to pray for provision, we want to pray for protection, and we want to pray for growth. And the areas that I'd like us to pray for as we're praying, you can kind of begin to gather into groups, are these four areas just to begin. The first one is Via Esperanza in Nicaragua. This is an outreach ministry to women who have been uh, involved in uh, sex trafficking and, and really horrific situations. And they're beginning to just love on them. And um, many of, um, I know Matt and Matt and, and Jenna have been there. And it's a beautiful place and a beautiful uh, opportunity to, to pray into the work of the Lord there. Um, down, down below here, the cry in Uganda is a similar type of ministry. Um, on the top right is a, a ministry called Sepong Church in Lusu, outside of Lesotho, South Africa. That, that building was a bar and a, and a brothel um, a year ago. And we had an opportunity to go in November and convert it into a church and they just finished baptizing five people in the neighborhood. And it's an amazing thing to see what the Lord is doing. And finally, in the bottom, uh, Grace City Church, this is in Manila, Philippines, that I was talking about. They meet in a little tiny space, smaller than this, and they're bursting at the seams. But I tell you what, when you're there and you're worshiping with them, it's an amazing, amazing thing to see the work of the Holy Spirit. So if you would pray for those four ministries and whoever the Lord might lay on your hearts, so let's just gather into small groups, if we can, turn towards one another for a moment, and let's pray for these churches globally.
we've set aside some time to pray for uh, the church of Spokane um, and for this local expression of, of church specifically. And so we, we recognize that um, obviously River's Edge is just one small part of the picture of the capital C uh, church of Spokane. And um, sort of what we've witnessed um, and what we've been hearing from people kind of all uh, around Spokane is what we sense is kind of this um, passing of, of an age of like competition uh, and and biting at each other and, and kind of quarreling and more moving into uh, what we sense is a season of increasing unity uh, among churches in Spokane across um, different denominational boundaries and backgrounds uh, and races and subcultures and all of that. Uh, we believe that the local church of a city uh, is one body made up of many parts that um, worship and different ways, but are all ultimately rooted in one God uh, and one spirit, and that we should be united uh, in, in mind um, and in action. And so um, we want to pray into that tonight uh, for just increasing unity and, and a united um, beauty within the different churches around Spokane. Uh, but specifically, we want to take this time um, by making um, kind of a, a big announcement uh, that's going to shape uh, the future of our church uh, and um, really um, shape the, what 2017 looks like for us. Uh, as many of you know, and I kind of mentioned um, two weeks ago, that we originally uh, planted this church uh, hoping to meet in a school on Sunday mornings, and that opportunity, the school that we were kind of um, narrowing in on, fell through at the last minute, weeks before we were going to start gathering uh, in the church, or in the, in the school. Uh, and so we kind of scrambled, and we found this place, we found Messiah Lutheran, and so we're super gracious, are grateful for uh, just the time we've gotten to spend here, and the fact that they opened their doors to us, and, and allowed us to use this space, uh, but all along, in the background, uh, the, the conversations behind closed doors kept kind of coming back to this idea of, yeah, but we really want to be uh, a Sunday morning church. Uh, and one of the reasons that we desire that so deeply uh, is that ultimately we desire to in, impact Spokane and the nations by partnering with God uh, in, a, uh, in an enduring uh, sort of spirit-led and multi-generational expression of church. Uh, and right now, uh, what, we've, what we feel like we've gained a lot of traction with so far is mainly younger people and college students uh, because the, the later time works better for them, typically. Uh, and that's awesome. We love that. We want to continue to be a church um, that's full of college students. Um, but we also want a church that's balanced because you'll notice when the college students are out of town, like this Sunday, in the last few Sundays, it kind of feels like the church is out of town. Um, and so we want to continue to connect with young people and college students but ultimately be a truly balanced multi-generational church um, that kind of is steady and stable and enduring in every season. And so in order to do that uh, and do it well, we recognize that it would probably mean long-term we would be in a different building on Sunday mornings. And so we started a search for a venue that would kind of match that um, mission. And um, that search has been happening behind the scenes for the last month or two. And we're really excited today uh, to share with you that that 
that search officially uh, came to an end about 48 hours ago uh, as we secured a new building and a new location for Sunday mornings. So this is going to be a, a huge transition for us as a church. And we really need everyone who's here uh, to help us in that transition because most of the church is not here today. Um, And we want them to still come with us and make this transition into a new uh, time and a new space. And so next Sunday um, will actually be our last Sunday in this building as an evening church. And the Sunday after that, will be the third and final Sunday in this series, we'll be in a new uh, building for a 10 a.m. morning gathering. And so we uh, will still be um, scattering as a church in missional communities um, all over the city, and hopefully at your school or neighborhood or somewhere near you, there's a missional community you can participate in. That's not going to change at all. Uh, Our commitment to those missional communities and to those neighborhoods and schools um, will be as strong as ever. But our gathering place where we all come together on Sunday is going to shift about five minutes um, down the Maple Ash Corridor and into uh, West Central. So our new building um, specifically is going to be at 1201 West uh, Spofford, and it's called the West Central Multicultural Center, uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church. How's that for a name? Um, And this church is led um, by pastors Colin Dunbar and uh, his wife, Mabel. And these two uh, are really amazing people. Uh, I hope we all get the chance to meet them and spend time with them as we move forward. But they're doing uh, amazing work in uh, the West Central neighborhood already. They have a food bank uh, for uh, families that are uh, in hunger. They've just started a clothing uh, bank as well. Uh, and they've launched a nonprofit uh, that's a shelter for abused women uh, that has one location and is expanding to others. And so they're doing some really uh, amazing work in the community. They're really passionate about local refugee families, which is something that our church has already become passionate about in our short history. Uh, and they believe really strongly in the unity of the church uh, across denominational boundaries. So we're unbelievably excited to be able to partner with these two uh, and their church and what they're doing in uh, West Central. They meet on Saturday mornings, and so they um, are allowing us to uh, have that space on Sunday mornings as a church, and we're really hoping this will be uh, a a beautiful and long-term partnership that we have. So as a leadership team, uh, and all of our thoughts and prayers and praying through that, uh, we've really come to the conclusion that this will put us in a better building uh, at a better time for families in the community, uh, partnered with a very loving uh, and committed church in the West Central neighborhood, and we believe this is going to propel us into uh, an even healthier uh, place of flourishing as a church as we move into 2017. And so we want to pray, and originally we just wanted to pray for, hey, the whole city and the different churches around the city and for unity, and we do want to pray for that, Um, but because this is such a a big announcement and it's been such a big weekend for us and the next two or three weeks, really, uh, this is huge. We are only a few months old as a church plant, and so... 
by all standards were brand new. And so to make a shift um, this early with something brand new is something that we had to be really prayerful about. Uh, but we're also really, really excited about it and what it could mean for the future of our church. Uh, and so we're going to pray. Uh, and I've kind of listed some thoughts to help guide our prayer over the next few minutes. So we want to pray that God continues to build unity among local churches, that there's not a kind of competitive fighting over people or fighting over territory sort of thing, but we all just come together as brothers and sisters and say, your kingdom come in Spokane as it is in heaven, that our unity would actually be a witness to the community around us. Uh, And so... We want to pray for that gen- uh, generally in the city of Spokane, but also specifically with um, Rivers Edge and um, the SDA church that we're going to be partnering with. We want that to be a really harmonious and beautiful relationship. Uh, second, we want to pray for growth, uh, and not just growth generally in 2017, but specifically for new families uh, to want to be a part of uh, what's happening at Rivers Edge. And uh, thirdly, we want to pray that God would use River Jeds and the capital C Church of Spokane powerfully in the restoration and redemption of our city in 2017. So um, as we pray for these things, uh, there's a lot of things that could go through our minds, I think, as we're praying, especially when we pray for really big prayers and we look into the future, sometimes it can be kind of daunting, right? And we're a new church plant. Our numbers have been all over the place, as you can tell, just tonight and thinking back over the last month. uh, It's just varied a ton. And so there's a lot that that can kind of do to our thought processes when we pray for things like this. But I really want us to keep in mind as we're praying, who we're praying to. And I think I often lose that in prayer. I just say, okay, here's the prayer request. I'll say him. Maybe God will do it. Maybe he won't. But I don't often have a compelling vision of God in mind as I pray. And so um, I I have a thought that I want us to kind of focus on as we're praying. Uh, A few months ago, the last time we did one of these prayer nights was our first Sunday in here, uh, about three months ago. And um, I was actually away um, preaching at a church in Portland. And I had just finished preaching um, and had mentioned the fact that, hey, we're involved in this new church plan in Spokane. And after I was finished, I came off stage uh, and somebody I didn't know just handed me a note. Um, And uh, this is what the note said. It said, I couldn't stop thinking of this during the message. And this had nothing to do with the message. It said, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. This is true of Spokane. He will do immeasurably more. And, and we believe that. Uh, we believe that when we, if we do Pray, Give, Go a year from now, um, we're going to be looking back um, on a really spectacular year in 2017. And, and we're going to celebrate all of the things that God does and all the ways that he responds to prayer. So I want us to think about that God as we dream about 2017 for our city and our community. Let's go ahead and pray. So Lord, we take this opportunity to pray um, not only for ourselves as uh, one expression of the church in Spokane, but to pray for your church in Spokane, uh, which is all kinds of expressions and meets at all different times. 
but we, we stand in uh, communion with those uh, other churches in Spokane and, and pray your blessing on them. And we do ask for these things for ourselves, uh, that you would continue to grow us, not only uh, by more people, but in depth, that we actually would uh, we'd be the type of people who look more like Jesus on January 1st of 2018 than we do today. So we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we're going to do one more uh, season of prayer. It's going to be a little bit different than the first two. Um, so what you're going to do is you're going you're gonna to pick one partner or two partners, or groups of two or three. And if you came with someone, try and pick someone or two other people that you didn't come with. Um, but what we're going to do is just that, that last season on the one, two, three was just to pray for us. And so, um, you know, we were talking earlier this week and we we're going to pray. And entering into 2017, we we're going to pray. And it feels necessary to pray for one another. Um, no one should ever come here and feel like, oh, I, I wish someone would have prayed for me. So we definitely want to open up the opportunity for us to pray one for another. So um, in those groups of two or three, what we're going to do for the first uh, two or three minutes or so, it's going to be uh, completely quiet. And it'll be an opportunity for you to just sit and wait and listen. And if you've never done listening prayer before, um, it can be kind of awkward because it's so quiet. Um, but hopefully you, you can kind of just um, push out that that necessity to hear something because we always have stuff going on. I mean, think about the last time you sat in quiet for more than 30 seconds. You always pull out your phone. I'm that way. So it, it can be kind of weird, but what we want to do is create that space so that God can speak to us. And sometimes it sometimes it comes in a, a feeling or an impression or song lyrics or Bible verses or something someone said to you two weeks ago or two years ago. Um, God speaks in multiple ways to different kinds of people. So we just want to, in those groups of two or three, spend probably two minutes just listening. And then I'll come back up and then kind of release you to pray one for another. Um, in that time, feel free to share one or two things um, that you you know for sure you, you need prayer for heading into 2017 or something that maybe God might speak to you in this time as we wait and listen for him. Sound good? Okay, let's go for it. <laughs> 